0: have you all heard the idea or the concept that time is our enemy (laughs) the idea that we're running out of time that we've wasted time that there isn't enough time to get things done that time is fleeing that um, time is upon you um, spoken in so many different ways and usually through that tiny bit of desperation do you know what i mean it's someone who's extra busy that's run out of time or it's Someone with regrets who feels they've wasted their time. But what is exactly this thing that we call time? Is there really some, um, I don't know, some infinite timekeeper out there that's measuring how you're spending your life and whether you've done it well or poorly? Is there someone out there that's measuring your life by the the eyedropper sometimes and the bucketful other times? We're going to explore that a little bit today. And so I thought I'd start out with a little joke about time. George the Math Student. A graduate student named George was always late, sometimes very late. One day he stumbled into class so late that the class was actually breaking out, but he saw seven homework problems written on the blackboard, so he wrote them down. And as the week went on, he began to panic. Now the math department at Princeton University is fiercely competitive. And he was unable to complete any but the first two of the problems. He had just maybe an idea of the third one. But there was no way that he had enough time to complete them. So when the next class rolled around, he'd only solved formally two. So he dejectedly flung his partial assignment on the professor's desk. And the professor said, well, what's that? And he said, the homework. And the professor said, what homework? Eventually it came out that what the professor had written on the board were the seven most important unsolved mathematical equations on the planet. Guess what? This student is the Stanford mathematician now, George B. Danzig, renowned for actually solving five... Of those seven unknowable problems. And the first two he solved in his first week at the university because he thought he was supposed to finish them in a week. Now, I ask you if time was a real thing. If time really was cosmically measured out by some god in the sky and we had only so much time to do certain things, and I mean, stories like this would not exist, right? Time is a human invention. Time is purely for us. And when we think about not having enough time or wasting time or anything like that, the only person that judges these things, the only person that really is keeping track or measuring these things, Guess who it is? Isn't that the answer to so many of life's problems? It's like you look in the mirror. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? So I don't think it is truly that time is our enemy, but there may be a little bit of an enemy at at work here. And, And of course, yeah, it is the enemy that's in the mirror, perhaps. And we'll talk about that a little bit more today. We're using this great book called Reinventing the Body of Deepak Chopra's. that uh, I think it was on the bestseller list for months last year. And he says that as time progresses, either one of two things happen. And sometimes, even a little bit simultaneously, we'll talk about that too. The first, though, the first thing that happens is that we erode This is the bad news. If you want to think of the good news and the bad news story, if we were a machine, you could lock us away, right? And 20 years from now, when you brought us out, we'd be exactly the same, right? In fact, I remember my grandmother's uh, grandmother's car, literally, it was one of those, you could have sold it, you know, the little old lady that only went to church on Sunday, and she had a little rambler. And... 35 years after that Rambler was produced well, she only drove it once a week it was as good as new this is not how we work if you lock us up if you keep us immobile if you keep either our minds our bodies or our spirits confined and not doing and not being and not active and not thinking our life force and our very bodies erode. If we don't exercise our muscles atrophy, if we don't work our mind, we begin forgetting things. I I remember, you know, I could speak quite good conversational Spanish as a high school graduate. Um, A couple years ago, we had the opportunity of going to Mexico. You know what? You don't use it, you lose it. This is the sad news, my friend. This is this idea of wearing down or eroding. If we don't use our minds, if we don't use our bodies, if we don't use our talents, if we don't use the... There's so many gifts that we've collected over the years, we can count on them fading gradually away. Don't play golf in five years. Expect that, that first game out on the course to be real interesting. Don't speak Spanish for 20 years. You know, your trip to Mexico may not go quite as smooth as you'd imagine. I think I could understand about every third or fourth word. Do you know what I mean? So that's the bad news. That if time represents any kind of an enemy at all, it's just that the things that we don't use, mind, body, and spirit, will tend to fade over time. But you know, there's a contrasting really good news here. And it's something that intuitively I think we all know. And that is that the opposite of wearing down, the opposite of this eroding, is evolution. And when we are evolving, when we are becoming something new, when we're learning a new hobby, when we're in school, when... Uh, when when we are having a baby on our lap, right? It's like the idea of newness, the idea of what comes next, the, the beauty of yet what's to come, this enlivens us. This builds us up. A, a new exercise program, a, a, a new, uh, maybe a new way of eating, that when we embark upon new things, it literally heals us. And what I love about this book is it has a lot of medical information that actually backs this up. Now you would think, you would think that if we kind of do everything right, that it would sort of maintain us at the level we are. Do you know what I mean? Let's say for a moment that we remove the stresses from our life um, we started eating in a more healthy way um, you know maybe we dropped a couple of bad habits and did a few other things that pretty much we would agree would, uh, would help heal what's going on in our lives. Medical science will tell you that if you really can do those things and do them consistently It actually will reverse some of the physical aging symptoms and signs that are in your bodies. It's not just like that car that we're hoping we can hide away and we'll still be exactly the same way it was 30 years ago. It actually will reverse them. Your lungs will be better than they were before. Your muscles will be stronger than they were before. Your mind will be more creative than it will before. Not just keeping it even, not just in maintenance mode, but when we are evolving, when we are excited about something new, when there's a, uh, you know, maybe a new set of hikes you're going to go on or you're going to work out in order to do the Hood to Coast, when in our mind on the horizon there is something wonderful and new and precious that we're looking forward to, you get younger and not just even in your heads I mean I know I do in my head because when I'm looking forward to something and in fact as an example just as a trivial example um, so uh, earlier this year in June my partner and I went for a fun vacation in Disney World Florida but I gotta tell you you know that was one week what about the eight months cuz I'm one for planning ahead what about the eight months of pure joy thinking about it ahead of time. For those of you who were around during that period, probably nearly every week or so, I was like, why are you so happy? Are you kidding? We, we, we got our reservations today to eat it. Do you know what I mean? It is the looking forward to. It is the knowing that what comes next is gonna be grand and special. Whether it's a vacation, whether it's a new job, whether it's a class that you've always wanted to take, whether it's a new hobby you're taking up, these physically and literally make you younger. Not even just in your head. It totally does in your head. But at an actual cellular level, when you have intentions for good and newness, it's as though your cells themselves pick up those same intentions for newness and it reinvigorates you. It's like it's giving your body permission to grow and to heal and to become stronger so that you'll be ready to do whatever that cool thing is you're looking forward to. And it's been actually proven that it not only keeps you healthy, but it makes you healthier than you were before. This is the idea of either, if you will, wearing down or gearing up these are the choices we're either gonna wear down we're gonna allow time to sort of take its toll on us right we're gonna sit metaphorically sit in the rocking chair and let things go by that's the wearing down or we're gonna get excited about life we're gonna recognize that it's not just a a desire to have fun in the future although that maybe would be enough this is how we stay healthy Literally, having plans of what we're going to do, new things we're going to learn about, uh, new ways of being, new activities. This is what has us living a long and healthy life. So, as an example, my mom lived at Holiday Holiday Park Plaza, one of the nicer assisted living places here in Portland and what I loved about that place was they had so many activities going on there if you wanted to and so oftentimes I would do various things with my mom and I I got to kind of note some of the other people who were there and right on her floor there were three women over a hundred years old right on her floor and so of course nosy kinda of minister like me I'm kinda of, I'm kinda of quizzing them so what do you attribute your long life Too, you know what if you had any advice for someone more in the middle what would you say you know do this or don't do that kind of thing and my favorite the one who was 105 years old she said it's not about any one thing it's making sure that you keep moving And she meant this kind of almost in a literal sense. It was her ability to get out in the world and do things. At 105, she was looking forward to the trip to Las Vegas. At 105, right? She and a couple other friends from the care center there, right? They're going to Las Vegas. Now, I don't even know if she ever went. But when she talked about it, her eyes lit up. Do you know what I mean? It is this kind of promise of the future, knowing that the universe is for us, that there is more fun things to be had, more excitement to be had, new careers, new doings. This is literally what keeps us alive. And so, in many ways, as with so many things in the science of mind, it comes down to our choices and I know there are times in our life when it's hard to make the choice to move forward I know that things will come up from time to time that that just tear at your heart that just make things seem so difficult and you know what I think is interesting too, talking about time again sometimes these are areas where time seems to have slowed down not that there's not enough of it but that there's too much of it and I think on either of those extremes either trying to solve the the you know all, all of the math problems of the universe in one week or the what am I gonna do next I'm out of a job I'm not feeling like I I know what I'm doing that the, the days when the hours from one to the next inch by all of these are human extremes that we can choose differently. Deepak Chopra said that what causes us to get old, literally, are the stressors in our life. And this is part of that um, wearing down process that he talks about. This is acerbated almost entirely caused by that which stresses us. And here's what he says are the stressors. He says it's unpredictability, anxiety over what's next, what I'm gonna do, how I'm supposed to behave. It's disorder and confusion. How do I fit in? Um, uh, What am I supposed to be doing next? How is this house supposed to be in order? It's accidents. Now this one I thought was interesting too. Literally, accidents take away more of our life than the time we lose during the accident. Let me give you an example in a very literal sense. So 10 years ago, I was on the the 205 freeway headed downtown, and there must have been some problem ahead because all of a sudden, we go from 55 miles an hour down to 35 miles an hour down to a dead stop. And, you know, I don't know, like a 1,000 feet or so unfortunately the fellow behind me not so much and so I got to spend a few trips to the chiropractor got to spend a a few times in uh, uh, massage therapy and so you might say all right Larry you lost maybe a week of your life right because of this accident and and a little bit of money in getting the car fixed up I wish that were true a year later if I'm stepping on the brake suddenly, <sighs> I'm looking in the rearview mirror. Do you know what I mean? So often, the things that happen to us by way of accidents pre program us to experience that same accident, whether it be an act of violence, whether it be a car wreck, you name it. It's like it preps us to experience it again and again. And it actually took me about 18 months before I was not hyper-vigilant, expecting almost something bad to happen in the car. Literally, in terms of health and the things that the extra adrenaline and the worry and the uh, kind of feeling brought to me, I probably whittled away months of my life. Okay, accidents, not a good thing. Same with trauma and sickness. Have you ever talked to someone who's been ill for some time and then they're well again, the doctor says, no, you're, you know, you're fine now, your cancer's in complete remission or, or whatever it is, you're fine. They will tell you, I don't feel like I did before. Prolonged illnesses as well have that same effect of wearing you away beyond just the illness itself. And the same with violence, the same with chaos. All of these so-called stressors in our lives are those things that are whittling away at it. So I'd like to end today with a bit of homework. I'd like to involve us all in something. I'd like to give each of us a gift of, let's say, 10 more years to your life. How does that sound? Assuming that you're as happy as that 105 year old woman at Holiday Park Plaza, wouldn't you like to live to be 105 and looking forward to a trip to Las Vegas? Well, or maybe somewhere else, but you know what I mean? Okay, so here's my recipe and this is your homework for this week. What can you do to remove stress from your life? Okay, so first up, what can you do to remove stress from your life? This is the stress from anxiety, disorder, confusion. You may need to do some proactive work to make sure you're not set up for accidents or trauma or sickness, right? So this might involve improving some health-related things for you. It might involve taking a look at your work situation or your home, like some of your relationships that can cause stress. And I'm not talking necessarily about domestic violence, although obviously, if you're in a situation like that, you need to get out. I'm just talking about something like my one set of grandparents that I think spent the last 30 years of their 50-year marriage not liking each other. Being in close proximity and kind of bickering constantly with someone for 30 years, this is not a good thing. What can you do to remove, change, improve, the stressors that are in your life right now? And again, that's unpredictability, disorder, confusion, accidents, trauma, sickness, and violence. What can you do to eliminate them, ameliate them, or ward them off? First part of your homework. The second one is, here's the evolution part. And I think this one, of course, is much fun, but I really suggest if you want that extra five or 10 years, do both. But the second part of this is, what are you looking forward to? What is your personal plan for evolvement? What's next for you? Even as you're in your current career, what's the next one? Even as you're enjoying a hobby that you love right now, what's the next hobby that you'd like to acquire? What makes your heart sing? What what inkling of a new idea would you like to explore? If you were to go back to school next year, what classes would you take what excites you what's interesting to you even if it is only in your imagination that you claim this future good you are physically adding years to your life I know that sounds incredible and yet they have done a lot of medical research around this when we are in the attitude of expansiveness and love and moving forward and good intentions and life to the fullest this is when our body heals the best this is when our body is able to replicate its cells the best this is when our heart becomes stronger this is when our muscles are more in a line with the physical activities that we want to do this is life life is intentional what are your intentions So I'm going to close with a prayer, but I want you to think about this homework. Two hopefully simple things can make a huge difference in your life. Remove the stress. Plan joyous activities in the future. Let us pray. There is one power and one presence in this universe. It is this thing that I call life. And what I know about life is that it is irrepressible. It is that dynamics of joy moving in, around, and through everything. Do you think that God ever has a sad day? I don't think so. This is life. This is the goodness. This is the joy. This is the perfection of God itself. And I know that God is present in every person in this room present in me. I know that my life is full of what's happening right now and the joy of anticipating what's going to happen next. I know that I easily restress, that I easily leave behind any stress in my life. I just let it go knowing that it no longer serves me. And as it is true for myself, it is true for every blessed person in this room. Each of us, Each of us finds that place to let go of the things that are bugging us, stressing us, disordering us, and confusing us. We simply let it go now, and forever, knowing that this is health, knowing that this is life. And even as we let go of the stress, I know that each person here has that creativity within them to know what would bring joy next, to, to plan that next fun thing, to, to know what the next job or the next career or the next life or the next family arrangement or the, the next person to love, to have on that horizon the beauty and the joy of life itself. This is the gift. This is the gift from God. And I give it today. And I am simply grateful for this. Simply grateful for the message from Deepak Chopra of health and living a good and long and vigorous life. I simply let it be with great gratitude. And together we say, and so it is. So thank you for being here today. Thanks so much. Thank you.